Have you ever seen Money Pit? Oh my god. Okay, no. So check this out. Here's my theory about the movie Money Pit. Ready? As a child, it's a comedy. As an adult, it's a horror movie. Nice. Right? I 100% agree. Like, fucking think about that, man. Yep. When I watched it, it just made me cringe. Oh, dude. But Every, as, as a child, like, oh. you're like, oh my gosh, Tom Hanks is so funny. <laughs> Look, they bought a house and it's falling apart. The tub went through the floor. And then as an adult, you're like, oh my God, that's so much money. What are we going to do? People love office space until in real life you get a TPS report put on your desk like I have. Welcome to the Couch Trolls Podcast with your hosts, Dave and Das Bruce. How you doing, man? Not too bad. How about yourself? Doing okay, I think. Another week, another show? I know. I'm, and I'm, I can't believe how time flies now. It just feels so much different for us now that we're back on the show versus how it was when we took that year off. It's, it's definitely good, but the weird thing is like the state of the world, everything feels like we're in jello. You know, it's got like this weird slow wave to it, but I mean, we're making content. So it's at least there's kind of like staples. Like I have some semblance of time now again. Well, it does help. I think you're the only human being I see outside of my family. That's good. So it's, it's almost like every two weeks I get to see somebody. I'm the only person that you need to see. I'm your bestest and favoritest. You're the co-host. I'll, I'll give you that. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> but Honestly, last couple of weeks, now I'm still playing World War Z, just to give a real quick update on that, for because I, I went back and kind of listened to the podcast, and I, I noticed that since I hadn't played it long enough, that there were still either a lot of modes that I hadn't discussed, or there were things I just didn't fully understand at the time. Like I had mentioned uh, the PvP mode, I finally got a chance to really delve in, into it, and PvP mode, you don't play as zombies. So they actually didn't follow the Left 4 Dead like setup. Instead, they went player versus player. So how does that work then? So, so it's two factions and you fight over the same objective then? or Yep. So think of all your... Cause, okay, because for the record, you went and you were like, oh, you're going to play this with me after I talked about it and after you got your hands on it for a couple minutes. You went out and bought me a copy, which thank you for. I have been playing it a little bit and we've gotten to play it a little bit with each other and I've been trying to figure out everything on that because navigating new games is always weird. I also fell back into Siege a little bit. I'm not going to lie because I got new <laughs> operators. But anywho... Fair enough. But so World War Z, now that I would almost consider myself at the expert level of completely understanding the game, and I've really played through all the different parts of the game. And when it comes to PvP, it's all your standard types where you have your deathmatch, your scavenger from Left 4 Dead, where okay. you're going around collecting resources. Yep. You have your where you're fighting for points. You have your King of the Hill type matches. And all of them are player versus player, where you are teams of humans fighting in a world full of zombies. So as you're fighting, you have sound. So your little radar shows your sound that you're making. Yeah, the little blip thing that goes out. Yep. So sometimes, this is the one thing that's still kind of weird about their algorithm. I can't tell if they're generated randomly or if they're every so many minutes. But swarms will just come out. And as I'm shooting at you, there'll be like 200 zombies that'll come out of nowhere and just swarm through and just clean house. It's, it's probably regulated, I would imagine, like on a... Like a a world timer where it's like, okay, so much time has passed. And if you've had so much interaction or something, there's a lot of weird developer tricks that I've talked to various developers. And it's like, they, they build things in to keep a certain pace and certain flow of the game, at least good games do. But there's a variable to that sound. So I'm actually curious of what triggers it is actually how much sound is being made. So if I'm fighting with you and I'm throwing grenades at you, does that suddenly trigger like the swarm because it's being loud for a long enough period of time if it's a small enough thing from what i've from what i've noticed if it's like you're fighting a small swarm or something and you throw a grenade it'll generally like ratchet up the level of difficulty temporarily and give you a little bit more but it's not like every time you throw i've noticed no and so overall the pvp modes they feel great I've enjoyed every one of them. How annoying is it to play with other people, though, as far as, like, how's how's the community on there? I honestly, so I'd say the community itself is only 50% mics anyways. So I think a lot of people play without mic because you don't need it. With I, children not being in school, Siege has become even more insufferable. And see, Siege, I think, is a lot different than World War Z because I feel like World War Z has all the generic objectives 
and all the generic uh, game types mm-hmm. where communication is not necessary for those modes Fair enough. To, to, to casually play it. So a game like Siege, on the other hand, you are Rainbow Six Siege, yes. or anyone that may not know, involves a lot of tactical fighting, which requires a lot of communication, which means more people are likely going to have mics because they either want to communicate or they want to talk crap. Or I'm just getting sworn at by 13-year-olds that should be in school right now but aren't. Well, it's summer. They get these is two it, months. Is it, I don't so even know. They have, they have 10 months of being in school, and then they unleash two months on Siege. Okay. It's it's bad. But it's like, I don't know. I, I, like, I really do enjoy Siege still because of what they've added. And I do enjoy the, you know, real-life tactical training that I've actually had for, you know, various jobs going and being able to apply those in a game. It's like, oh, cool. Yeah, I can call out stuff and kind of do things like that. But I'm still rubbish with actual aiming in any game. <laughs> yeah, and I, I don't know, like going even back to World War Z. So now there, there are other modes. So you also have like a challenge map where they take one of the campaign levels and add different modifiers to it. Now, have you figured out a um, kind of a like meta type thing with the different classes that there are? Because what do you mean by meta? Uh, so like generally when you play on games to do siege as an example, there's usually a metaphor. It's like, if you're on a certain level on a certain map, you're like, okay, we need this person for this. We need this person okay. for this. So you and basically a default special, class set. Yeah. Basically because you have specialty classes, uh, in, you know, these team based games, have you figured out what like the general, a good set of like, you know, yeah. For instance, uh, what is it? When you play uh, Overwatch, you know how we always, they have their 2 2 yeah, Which definitely they... Which they've locked in, unfortunately, and I think is kind of a tragedy. But the idea of like, okay, we need a medic. We need a dude that does explosives. We yep. need a tank character. We need... Because, I mean, they have what? They have melee. They have demolitions. They have medic. They got a whole bunch of classes in yep. World War Z. Have you figured out a good combination where you're like, hey, it works well as if you guys do like pairs of twos, or is it good if you work as all four or if you kind of have one person be point and everyone support that like assault character so, it kind of depends on the mode so you're doing your campaign levels i feel like the two and two where you have two supporting characters because they have a thing called a fixer which is kind of a combination of assault and support where like some of your perks are to revive faster okay. or to when i revive you i give you ma- ammo so oh, when nice. when you like if you die because you're low on ammo or something, I pick you up. Suddenly you have ammo and you have like part of your life back, versus just a medic who just revive you and you just have health, or more health probably. So you have a couple of those support classes kind of work great for a campaign, and then you have two assault type classes. But what really changes that is horde mode, and I have not figured out the formula for horde mode because horde mode is incredibly difficult. What uh, what is the problem with it? Just getting overwhelmed? Is it getting so, hit by the special infected that they have? Since, since you have experience with Gears of War three, yep, three is a good example. Which we played for front of the show's Ned's yeah. birthday recently. A- absolutely, still holds up. Great game. So horde mode in World War Z versus Gears of War three. So every ten levels in Gears of War, you fight a boss, and then it reduces the number of enemies and just makes them harder, and then ramps up again. Hit a boss decreases ramps up hit a boss decreases and it kind of has that cycle world war z to the point i i've made which i've I've made it to like wave 26 out of 50 and they just give you more and more and more zombies and it just gets to a point where it's a sea of zombies and it it feels a lot different and i think that's why i enjoy it because it still has like that tower defense feeling where you're setting up traps and you're and you're strategically playing around with the map i, d- I don't know if uh gears of war was the one that actually kind of invented that mode but i know that like they definitely nailed that quality of that horde mode of building up kind of setting up bases putting down defense items and then using those defense items to help you maneuver and take a little cover and i really as much as I didn't play the Gears of War games too much, I mean, I played a little bit. Uh, I enjoy Cliffy B's work. I didn't jump much into that, but I did play a bunch of that with you guys. And I think that I'm surprised that more games have not actually gone with some sort of uh, horde mode route. You know, I just I feel like that that is a fantastic gameplay mode that people have not adapted. But it seems like everyone is adapting uh, uh 
battle royale modes for their games nowadays you know yeah absolutely and even with that uh the first game that i can remember really trying to copy gears of war with horde mode being a big deal is call of duty so call of duty i want to say it's modern warfare 4 because you know there's a million different titles for a million different call of duty games but modern warfare 4 had it were waves of enemies and they just called it survival mode and you fought wave after wave of enemy and you kind of world at war have the zombie mode though built in no they did and that was the one before if i recall correctly who knows i oh no no i know if only we had an internet that could tell us these things right but so call of duty really tried they are you know they're most well known to be they're the number one shooter right now they have been for years where everyone goes to call of duty for a good shooting game although we mentioned games that we like better like siege everyone plays call of duty and with call of duty they over the years either try to refine game types like zombie mode well you've always enjoyed the single player mode though right yeah so call of duty to me what was okay let's let's, (laughs) you know what screw it this is what we'll go with um no hit me with your history of call of duty and why you like because you're a big fan of it at least the single player mode because i'm pretty sure you've played like almost every single one to date i stopped after about the third or fourth game i slightly dabbled in and i kind of walked away from the series for a while and it's laughable that you say third or fourth game because what game was that so i skipped technically the fourth game which i think was world at war and then i did a little bit of modern warfare the old modern warfare because the new one's called modern warfare i have a problem with the naming scheme too man so for me let's like you said let's start from the beginning you start and we'll bounce back and forth on this historically i was a kid that loved goldeneye Goldeneye was kind of the game that invented first-person shooters for me. Because that, of uh, it kind console of, accessibility and everything? Yep, and also playing with your friends locally. So 360 was actually my first experience with Call of Duty, and I had Call of Duty 2 because it came with my console. Yep. And I played through the story mode of it, Okay. and that's all I cared about. And I, I was like, oh, a World War story game that has shooting in it. Loved it. No one else played it for that. And I thought I was kind of, I thought it was kind of a one-off thing where it's like, oh, maybe people just don't want to play a World War II shooter or whatever. But to come to find out, people have never cared about the stories for these Call of Duty games, and they put so much effort into them. And some of them are fantastic stories. Okay, which which uh, which one had your favorite story? Um, what was your favorite storyline for for Call of Duty then? That's really hard to tell because there, there's so many different ones, but. The Modern Warfare, the original do they, do they Modern add, Warfare series where they had Modern we're gonna Warfare. We're going to have to start putting a date on it. It's that bad. <sighs> that, that is bad. Well, really, the new Modern Warfare could be called Modern Warfare 2019. There, yeah. I mean, if you really want to put a date on that one. See, and that's the thing. I almost want to just slap on Warzone for this one because <laughs> that's the only thing that this game is to me. Yeah, and now that you mentioned Warzone, so I bought the newest Call of Duty when it first released because it was pitched to me as new Call of Duty. We scrapped the zombie mode, but we added a campaign to it, and it's cross-play. You so I can play. You know something really weird? What's that? I didn't even know that that game came out. <laughs> Do you know why? Why is Because I remember reading like articles like a year ago or something, being like, "Oh, we're gonna re-release Modern Warfare," and they did that. So think about that, man. How confusing is that stupid name? I am just up to here with it, man. Because they have Modern Warfare, which was like, that was their next gen tote for like 360. And, you know, because they did, uh, first first one was on PC, which I actually played, enjoyed it a lot because it had a really memorable scene and they don't give you a gun. So you're like, you're running up and stuff's going off. You're like, what do I do? And it was really cool because storytelling and immersion so i can see why you enjoyed the stories yep. going on there 360 was huge because it was they had that like memorable tank scene where it's like look at the graphics we're at some next gen level they would always try to keep up with what was happening trend wise three i remember they put on the wii and that was supposed to be a huge thing because you do the motion controls with well, it before you go all the way there sorry i, mean, I keep going I, back yeah, yeah i'm I mean, in my you, way you, back yeah. machine well even going way back like call of duty they they made four call of duty games where they um so there was call of duty one two three and four and i believe all of those were for the weren't they original xbox games uh yes the third one the third one ended on uh 
Yeah, the third one ended, and then the fourth they one did is, they did oh. that World at War thing. Oh, and that World at War thing was uh, a weird bit because it didn't make sense. But that was the first time that I believe they had like a zombie mode. And it's like you beat the game, and there's a whole like, yeah. new game plus with zombies, zombie Nazis. Let's get it right. Zombie Nazis. Uh, and then everyone apparently loved that. And then from there they did uh, the Modern Warfare because then that kicked onto the three or onto the the next next gen. Well, and stuff. the big thing with Modern Warfare was that because again that was going back to the stories of it, Modern not, Warfare was where they took real world weapons. They they got away from the old historical. Yes, point, that's point what of view. four was. It yep. wasn't it wasn't next gen as in like next console. It was still on like three sixty and uh, PS three, yep. but it was hey, we're going to update everything to modern times. We're not hanging out in the past anymore. Let's skip over that. Let's yep. go full blown. And then that's where that Modern Warfare series started. Yep. And then they also had like a side series of Black Ops going on. What, which was which later. I thought was pretty good. Yeah, the, the Black Ops series actually came later after the Modern War- Warfare series was, a, which is with how Call of Duty's work. They, they have multiple studios working on multiple types of Call of Duty games. So they can interact, and that's probably because I can already Infinity say right Ward, now. And I want to say, oh man, I can't remember off the top of my head. Well, you know why you can't remember is because Treyarch, no, bam, Treyarch. it was Treyarch. You know why I know it was Treyarch because they did some of the they did Tony Hawk Two X, absolutely, and that was fantastic. And I'm like, oh, they know how to make gameplay fun. Yep, and Call of Duty. The reason I I can already say that you've skipped a bunch of games and you've overlapped even your timeline of games is because they come out like sports games. The, Activision they went, do their annual yep they annualized a shooting game and they did it by taking instead of like EA how they have one team that makes Madden year after year after year Activision's like we need three companies and you're on a three year is there really three companies at one point I think it might it's only two maybe now please explain no they they wanted to keep making these games and it, they couldn't develop them fast enough so they brought in other companies to start making them and so they were like, hey, you have three years to make a game. You have three years to make a game. You have three years to get And what they would do is they take turns releasing games. So it feels annualized, but for those companies, it's not every it's a year. It's three-year Yeah, so they're all, on, they're, they're all on three-year development cycles. That so makes able- sense then why Treyarch, because everyone loved them, and I think they were responsible for Black Ops. They were responsible for doing the zombie mode that everyone loved, because then they did like one with like George Romero one year. Absolutely. They did one with... Uh, Dude, they had Buffy in it. Was, uh, yeah, Sarah Michelle Geller. Yep, and then was that actually voiced by her? Because I have no, a lot I, of times, honestly, I didn't play. I, I had Danny Trejo, didn't it? Yeah, and Danny, oh, Trejo. Danny Trejo, the man. But, so they've ha- kind of had their ups and downs as far as development styles, and I, I think that shotgun approach of trying so many different things year after year has kept them relevant. Because people like me, who I play for the stories, they're giving me incredible stories from all over the time period. But for people like you who are really geared into how gameplay works, they're they're experimenting with different gameplays by using different guns. Well, uh, okay. see, the thing is, is the setting is important to me too. Like, if I'm not enjoying the environment that I'm playing in, the levels that make it fun, then we got a problem. I understand that. What is it? Because they did. They then jump back after doing like three modern warfare games and doing. A whole bunch of other stuff. Then they did that that literal World War Two, right? World War One. Was it World War One? Yep. My bad. They went back again. And, see, you're you're all over the place. They jump back to do World War One, and then they go, "Oh, we're gonna remake Modern Warfare." And then the thing that they drop after all this is what they have now, which they called Modern Warfare again. So I, but I didn't even know that game came out until Warzone dropped, because then they're like, "Oh, we're doing a battle royale game," and I thought that was brilliant. I'm like, "Okay, cool." Because it's going to play a lot like Battlefield. And that's why I've always preferred Battlefield over Call of Duty was because you get a better gameplay experience because it was, here's an open map, jump in, do your thing, take any route to get there. And I always yep. liked that aspect of it. Yep. And, you know, with them coming out with oh, Warzone, they came, it came out in March. So I, I went ahead and bought the game in November. So I've been playing the game for five months. And then suddenly they're like, hey, you getting tired of this? Why don't you go ahead and play a a hundred person battle royal version of Call of Duty. And oh yeah, it's free to everybody. So the game just explodes all over again after I kind of already dived off it. I was like, you know, I've played this game for five months. I've walked away from it already. I mean, I only bought it because with having crossplay, 
I had coworkers that were like, "Hey, we should get you we got should friends all, on PC. Yeah. You can yeah. actually PC jump and on Xbox." One. Yeah. So they're like, "Oh, this is the this to me was the first real crossplay experience where I I enjoyed playing with people that Rocket I knew." League? But the problem is I don't know anyone that has Rocket League on those other consoles. Okay. So for me, this was the first chance where I had friends that I wanted to play Real a game life with. people. Because yeah. I tried like Dauntless with friend of the show, Ryan. And Dauntless was like this really like... What is Dauntless? So it's Monster Hunter, but it's like a cheaper ripoff of it. Okay. And, and it felt that way. It, like every, everything about it just... It felt like it just did not hold up to like the monster hunter experience and that was always a problem well you were a big monster hunter fan to begin with though right absolutely did you play the ones on playstation i i I dabbled in them like i always like people always hyped them up so i I had to try them like this is all you you did try right on Wii, i think it was yep try and then i i know i actually i waited i got the one on the wii u okay i I got like the ultimate but that's the one that you dove into hardcore which and even that one had enough issues with it and so i was like oh dauntless a cool way to cross play with people from different games but we had issues connecting we had issues with mics which all these issues that weren't even related to the actual gameplay of the game and i also found out as we played it would drop us and when we would switch from the hub to the actual monster land or whatever that you would go to yeah and there was just all these connectivity issues and it just it didn't feel like a smooth game for crossplay. But then Modern Warfare, I'm like, okay, if anyone's gonna do it, it's going to be on Battle.net. You know, Blizzard has yes. Activ- Is that on Battle.net? Yeah. Yeah, it's an active it's Activision. Activision Blizzard. I think Blizzard is its own Battle.net thing. I don't think anything done by Activision I, is technically. The pro- how the how the profiling works is I think it's an all in one profile. Okay. So, because when I got so on feel, it, I, it, my Battle.net like separate- password was that it was already done. Okay. It was it was all one. So I, I'm assuming I, it feels like two separate services, in my opinion. But so what they're doing is by having this really well made, well crafted crossplay experience, it makes it so anyone can play together. And that was like they they had me sold on that, and it worked. We we played kind of quite a bit. Have you enjoyed playing with people on PC though? Do you feel that there is a mouse keyboard advantage still or? So as far as the advantage, I can't say for certain because I'm not good at the game. So there's, there's, I, I could get beat by anyone using any controller. So that that honestly, for me, doesn't matter. But from some of the stuff I see in here, there, there is a heightened level of cheating that happens on PC. So I, I typically I did hear that they went and they like caught a bunch of cheaters on PC and banned them, which, which is at least good because that means that they're trying to moderate what's going on. And I do like the fact that you can turn off the function of shutting off crossplay if you want. Yep. Or you can do, you know, you can basically play with, you know, get your PC friends to be like, hey, go after the PC guys. If someone's pop shot and I'm going to call them out, just, just just one shot them for me. Yep. And, you know, I, I do like having the option. And if I have friends on, I'll certainly switch it over and play with them. Yeah. But if it's not, I'll just play with PlayStation 4 people because the community is large enough for that. But now that Warfare came out, I feel like things have just changed so much more than it did when it was just the original game because the original game you just had your multiplayer modes well there's been a bunch of updates too and oh yeah we're up to season four now okay that that i gotta bring up then because i am horribly confused by the season things it's like when warzone came out like i said game completely off my radar they got hey here's a free mode jump in and play it and you download the warzone mode and there is three modes there's campaign there's multiplayer and there's warzone and a lot of the functions and functionality of stuff that you can do in the gameplay completely does not work in the other gameplay mode. So they're like, oh, build a kill streak. And I'm like, what what am I constructing here? What is this for? And it's for multiplayer. Yep. But it's not for Warzone. Yep. It's like, why why are you allowing me to customize stuff for these modes that I'm not playing? Well, because usually people like me actually buy their game. Well, I and war and Warzone I jumped is a, on and I played an a little, extension of that. I jumped on and I played a little bit, but Warzone is such a specifically different thing. There's there's so many modes to just Warzone alone yep. that I count it almost as its own individual game. I think it is at this point, but you have to remember when it first came out, but it, I, it didn't I, feel that way. I saw that beforehand because I liked the game and I don't like Call of Duty games Well, and that's, that's exactly why we're talking about this is because I, I found it really interesting that we got to a point where they finally released a Call of Duty you enjoy. Yeah. And I actually don't enjoy it. This is 
this was it blew my mind that i was like oh battle royale mode this will be cool i tried it and i hated it i think they did a lot of unique stuff with battle royale like i i played fortnite a little bit when it came out and then i got friends that got obsessed into it and i'm like look this isn't really fun but i enjoyed like when they started adding vehicles and stuff yep i enjoy vehicles and games for no other reason than to just be annoying with them like catch me on halo i'm the dude blasting the horn on the warthog just be like hey guys what's up yep so you know call of duty and then apex apex was the next major uh, battle royale game and i think that that was done phenomenally but that was built off a solid engine because that was built by the guys who did uh titanfall yep. and that was all built off the source engine which was the same engine that was developed by half-life and left for dead and all those great games so it was built on a rock solid foundation and then this comes out and i'm like man i do not want to play the multiplayer of this but as a battle royale game it works and it feels a lot like battlefield so what do you like about it Okay, to, to rephrase it, so what makes Warfare or Warzone the type of Call of Duty for you? Like, what what makes you like this mode? Like, what where's the fun at in this mode? I think the because of the way that the maps are laid out and everything, I feel like the guns actually have better functionality. Because I always hated playing multiplayer, and it's like, what's the point in having a sniper rifle on like? a map that's six feet long. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like it's yep. very rare that you're going to get a situation gun for that. And then the fact that you had to constantly build loadouts, you know, yep. where this is find a gun and use that gun in the thing. So like if I can find a shotgun, I go, okay, now that I have a shotgun, I'm going to go try to get into some close quarters areas because that's where I'm going to be safest with this. I can always pick up a long range gun. There's kind of a certain weapon type, uh, having vehicles to quickly get access across the map. Uh, they keep adding how many people you can play with. So it's like, it, you know, there was triples and now they have quads, yep. right? I like the fact that I can go in with a couple buddies or just myself and the way that they split that up. I enjoy the the main thing that they added, though, that I thought was very unique that I thoroughly appreciated was the gulag. Uh, oh, yeah. And even though I'm, I'm not a fan of Warzone for reasons I'll get to, I do like that. The idea that they added redemption, which Gulag is the ability to do a 1v1. Which is two, funny because anytime someone gets a kill online, they're like, bro, 1v1 me. Come on, just 1v1 me. I'll take you. I could take you. You just got lucky, bro. And the fact that you go in, you 1v1 somebody, and then gives you a chance to get out and go murder that dude that got you. <laughs> Brilliant. Oh, absolutely. Just the idea that there's re- redemption. But then there's people like me. I remember the first time doing it. I actually, I, I won by accident and I got back and I fell and I didn't know how to use the parachute really all that well. And I just died. Oh, I was like, oh, I'm redone. I got redemption and then died again. I was like, oh, I suck. And then you can't get back in after that. Cause I at least like that they give you one and then the buy-in too. Yep. The buy-in is a nice feature. That is fun because there's buy-in stations everywhere. So you're not specifically going to a respawn point like, uh, like you do in apex, yep. which is nice because that means someone could buy you in halfway across the map and you'd be like, how you guys doing? They're like, well, we're getting shot up. Don't come here. And you go, okay, I'll try to scrounge for money on the other side of the map before the circle closes in, get enough cash to buy you guys back in. And that way we have numbers over weapons because we lost all our gear. Now does playing solo versus quad change how you want to play the game? Um, Yes, because I do kind of the more lone wolf approach where it's I like kind of setting traps and hunking down. You like being a survivor. I do. I like the survival aspect of it because it's I go by what you're supposed to do in the game. It's last man standing. I don't have to be the guy getting the kills if I'm the one that takes out the guy that's been killing everybody. And see, I'm the guy that as soon as I pick up my first gun, I'm looking for dudes to pop it at. See, I don't understand why. I, I Because... Honestly, over the years of Call of Duty, I've just been trained that kill as fast as you can, as frequently as you can, because that's what the game's all about, but is arcade no, shooting. But there's no respawn to it. No, but see, if you... See, and there's there's less arcade shooting now, because you actually have to figure out, like, timing, and people can actually armor back up. Absolutely. There's no, uh, there's no like, health regeneration. In, well, there's health regeneration in that, but... So, like, you say all those things, but what if... It's, I, it's tweaked enough where it doesn't feel like a Call of Duty anymore, and that's what I enjoy about it, where you're like, oh, I just gotta go gun everything. I gotta come in here with two pistols and guns akimbo and be jumping off buildings and stuff. But So you're the guy that will survive and get to 10th man standing mm-hmm. with one kill. 
Yeah. Meanwhile, I'm the guy who gets 10 kills and I'm like 120th. Yeah. But know what? I got more kills than you. And the killing is actually what I enjoy about Call See, of Duty. And so playing a 30 minute round of not fighting just doesn't seem well, like it's my style of game. Here's my problem is because the maps were so small on Call of Duty, any mode other than because it's like, oh, you could rank up, you could get good weapons, you could get all kinds of things like that and the other ones and yep. all the previous games. And it's like, okay, so I'm getting hit with guns that I don't understand what they're doing or why they're doing it. Which is why anytime that I would actually play with friends, I would play in uh it was like realism mode or whatever. Yep. Uh expert mode. What, it's I, realism. Yep. I can't remember the exact name of it. That's well, realism. <laughs> but the idea of okay, any gun, like two bullets put you down. Because that's the only way to play that then, because it goes so fast. And then you do the cra- classic crappy uh, original Team Fortress thing. Did you ever play the original Team Fortress? I just played the one on Orange Box. Okay, so Team Fortress 2, they got rid of uh, grenades, basically. Because original Team Fortress, you had grenades. And basically, people would go, oh, I died. I'm just going to throw grenades right away at spawn. Oh, people would always yep. spam grenades. It makes sense. And when they took that away, that's why that second game is way more balanced than that first one. Makes sense. But uh, Call of Duty was just, uh load up with stuff that you can throw and then build a layout or build a loadout according to whatever map you're on. But I feel like the guns had no versatility and the gun damage didn't really matter. At least with, uh, was it black ops where you could run on walls and stuff? They added kind of a more tactical approach to it. They they added in several different games. They started adding more tactical movement to the game. And that at least to me adds a little more fun because if you're going to get pegged, with like two shots, at least let me do some like fun maneuvers to try to dodge those two shots. Because if anything nicks your ankle, that's always what I hated. Is it's like, oh sweet, a nine mil clipped my toe, and somehow that's an insta kill. Because they what have makes some it worse is when they I have the kill tell. cam. They they actually show how bad the guy shot at you. Oh yeah. Or I like it where the the radical isn't even on you, and you and you die from oh, it. Oh yeah, the radical. <laughs> They're shooting all around you, and then yep. suddenly you just die. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Because the. <sighs> So see, it always it always felt jank. It always felt broken to me, and the guns never felt like an impact. Like if I get shot with a shotgun, I want to see my character like kick back, and I want like a big like oof. Give me some sort of visceral sound to it to let me know what's going on. At least in this in Warzone, when I'm playing out there, right? When I'm out there and I'm looking out across the field and everything, and there's this big open area, I go, hmm, big open area. A sniper rifle would be real nice right now. And then when you all of a sudden see a glint because of the, because uh, that's an actual tactical thing that you do is you look for yep. reflections yep. of scopes when you're out in the field getting shot at by snipers. When they have, you know, when you catch that, you go, oh, there's a dude right there. I'm going to duck. And then when you miss something, it allows you the ability to use cues in the world to go and make sense. Opposed to be like, oh, someone lobbed a knife from, you know, 40 yards away and it bounced off a satellite dish off of a car tire and into my toe and all of a sudden I'm dead. Nothing but net, bro. Bro. <laughs> if I want that kind of like bizarre throws, I'll just play some NBA Jam. So, does now, when you say all those things, does that conflict your survival instinct versus liking to goof around in vehicles? Do you still find yourself honking horns in a car and just driving around like an idiot? I or? do because there is some protection in the vehicles. So do you think is- so? Because every time we've played together, I feel like we get in that helicopter and we die. Without a doubt. Look, I might, not be, I might like, not be the best the, helicopter driver. You might not... Our team might not be the best helicopter people. Our our team our team is kind of trash all the time. Always, we we look like amateurs. We play like amateurs, but we're usually laughing, oh, dude, so it's you, a win. You you know, there's a bunch of sixteen year olds just on the ground with an RPG, just being like, "Look at the dudes all in their 30s. <laughs> Make them fight each other in the gulag because no one else is dying as fast as they are. Uh. My favorite is somehow we managed to survive a helicopter trip across the map, and then one of us, our port landing the helicopter, and we end up just exploding because oh, yeah. we just don't know how to land a helicopter. Oh, Why yeah. are we taking this thing if it's almost guaranteed going to kill us? Well, here's here's the fun thing I like. I like the fact that they make you do a little training mission before you can actually get in and play the game, yep. but there's no vehicle training whatsoever. None. And as far as I can tell, this is the first time Call of Duty has ever had like drivable vehicles. Which makes zero sense. Then you think they'd be well, like, "Hey, they, they ha- 
I think they had it once before in, in the blackout mode in the prior game, but okay. I can't say for certain. I never played blackout, so they had a what is it? They had that tap out top down mode too, where you fight zombie. What was that? Was that I can't remember. I think it was Black Ops. I feel like it, the Black it, it, Ops. It was games, one of the Black Ops because they were more experimental on I, some of their modes. I, well, I think that was all Treyarch too. Absolutely. Treyarch was like I said. Treyarch's a dope company, and I appreciate them. But no, and for me, some of my fun is honestly, if I get an RPG. I'm not hiding at all. I'm finding something to shoot that thing at. It's like a kid with a firework. I'm like looking for something to throw this thing at. See, and know what? I get my kill almost every time, see, whether I die or not. And what what I also enjoy though is that the loadouts in that game. Then you can have a bunch of loadouts based on how you're feeling that round. So by the time you get enough cash to go actually buy a drop, you can go okay. How have I been playing this? What are the most encounters that I've had here? What's the loadout I need that's best for me? And that's that's a nice feature as well. And see, it seems like every time I play with our team, I feel like I'm spending most of the time scrambling, looking for money just to buy the rest of you back. Or everyone's scrambling around to find money to buy me back. And the game becomes quickly about survival as far as getting each other alive again, rather than hunting people down. And I, maybe that's why I'm... I keep saying I'm against the game. The game is fine. It's it's a not for me mode of Call of Duty. Where agreed, because you still play the uh, multiplayer mode, oh, yeah. right? And you like domination's that. So, fantastic. So I love that you, mode. What do you like about the multiplayer mode then? Because my my problem is, like I said, I I was playing on some small maps. The layout of stuff didn't really seem that well. I feel like I'm a spoiled brat because after we played Titanfall multiplayer for so long, it's like. Oh, they have an outside map that's good for mechs. There's an inside map that's good for like close quarters and you can slide and get into places where mechs can't. But then you also can go outside and jump and ambush the mechs or the mechs can just wreck anyone that comes by. Like there's a good balance in that game. I feel like there's no balance in the multiplayer. So everything that you hate about the multiplayer is what I love. So I I do a thing. I put in hardcore mode. Yes, it's not as it's, it's not as like high player, like high high quality player. Because it basically makes everyone a one shot. Yeah, like I said, I, like yep. I said, that's the only and way I can stand to play that multiplayer so mode. I put it in hard hardcore mode, but what I like about it is its arcadey feeling. I like that I can get smoked thirty times and still play in this match and still have fun killing, dying, killing, dying, because I'm getting that constant gratification of killing other players with all my stupid deaths that kind of come with it, rather than the other mode where I'm putting, I'm investing twenty minutes. And the first guy I see shoots me and I'm dead. See, I feel like the uh, the kill streak thing also bothers me a little bit. Because, oh, I love it. Love it. Look, it's it's great in concept, but the fact that uh, kill streaks are being awarded to better players, it doesn't create a balance. It creates a bigger gap, in my opinion. It does. But you say that, but on the other side of that, it also creates You're opportunity. You're playing Mario Kart? You don't give a blue shell to the guy in front. You know what I'm saying? True. But say we're behind and I happen to get five kills or seven kills. I I'm, I get on a good run, which is really what call of duty multiplayer is about is getting on good runs rather than a good overall game, getting on a good run. You get a good kill streak and it's like, Oh, our team's down by 15 points. I suddenly got a helicopter. I'm going to gun down the whole other team and suddenly we're back in the game and it, and it happens so fast. And on certain maps, especially those small maps, where you can get 10 kills really quick and it completely changes the game. So you get more, more back and forth because of kill streaks or the basic one, which is the one I usually get where you get like three kills or five kills where you, where you get the UID or whatever the, the UAV 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 to someone like me who's not good at the game is amazing. So you're like, here's the radar. Here's where everyone's at. I'm going to hunt people down on that radar. See, and um, a problem that I had was I, this is just pure ignorance and everyone's going to make fun of me for this. I didn't realize that like, I thought when you used it, you lose it. Oh, so I'm like, Oh man, I don't, I don't want to waste this, uh, waste this thing. And I'm like, Oh, three kills again. Couldn't get up to that fourth one, you know, where if I had used that utility, been like, Oh, I don't know where to find people that got their back turned. Now I can light them up and get that fourth kill and now get that next thing. Yep. And I, and I love like, so it- I'll, I'll admit that a lot of the multiplayer stuff is some of my ignorance from what they've changed over the years and things and things that they've added. In. Cause like they, they did not have kill streaks in world war two, you know? And that's where you get kind of, again, there's been so many renditions of call of duty now that, 
Like if I asked you about the difference between like Madden 14 and Madden 15, like you'd have to be someone that really plays those games oh, yeah. to know the difference. Like us, we we're very much. I can the, tell you the difference between every Tony Hawk game. Like that is where I specialize. But, but the thing with Tony Hawk games, I those were I annual for a hot minute almost though. I they think, were essentially I think, annual. I think one, two, and three probably were. They. I, but no. yeah, I, I and I know what you mean. They they were fairly close. They were pumping those out pretty regularly, but I could at and least tell you the end? distinction. How did that end for them? Heinously. What what was it? Every third game. Although although for the record, yeah, my my rule of three. It's uh first. Tony Hawk's rule of three. Well, everyone likes the third game. I'm like first game's good. Second game's oh this is so great. It can't get any better than this. Third one's like all right, it's okay. N- no, not good. They added reverse. And then to Tony oh Hawk. man, this is good. We're it done. can't give any what. Added reverts to Tony Hawk. And I'm the telling you, one, man, reverts is where it's at. Four, I like four over it, but I think that the original Underground is hands down the best. So the second one in the second trilogy. Uh, yes, yeah. if you want to count that. Exactly. No, the first one in the second trilogy. So you get count Underground as its own thing. Oh, trilogy, yes. But my bad, I got you. But so you get in those kind of like series like that where they make such sm- small differences be- between the games. Versus Call of Duty, who they just keep doing these scatter shots of modes from different developers. It gets kind of confusing for someone like you who sees these releases and only grabs one every so often. So then you don't know, like you're like, oh, multiplayer. Oh, I think it's this. And it may not be because so many things have happened between renditions of the game now. Well, it's, it's weird to catch up, which is why I actually don't think that they'll be doing annual releases anymore. I think that they've it, kind of burnt that out. Here's here's my fantastic prediction. Ready for next gen, basically because yeah, you know, it's this year. Yeah, it's next gen. Yes, here's my here's my next gen prediction. Come out with my crystal ball. What do, what do you got? My thought is that they will not necessarily support the multiplayer, but they will support Warzone. Add multiplayer to the Warzone, possibly, or expand on Warzone more. Make Warzone a standalone expansion and run it as games as a service. Which is what they've done this year as a whole. Well, but they started they had, doing the seasons, and that was another thing that yep. confused me. It was like, I jump in, and it's like, oh, the game's been out for a month. And they're like, we're on season two. I'm like, where the hell was season one? A lot of confusion with that is that you don't have the, you don't buy battle passes. No, I don't. So the whole idea of a battle pass, you buy it because it, it offers additional reasons to play the game and additional rewards for playing the well, it's game. It's funny because battle pass used to be called season pass. And then season pass used to be a, you have to pay for this to play online with your friends. Like there's been so many iterations. Like we've actually, we should do a show breakdown of that, of all the iterations, just like, Hey, here's a history class kids. Yeah. And so with battle pass is now the, the new modernized, new norm. The, it's the modernized way of making revenue for a free to play game. I have no problem with that. If you're dropping a game for free, I encourage you to throw down a battle pass. Cause but skins why haven't stuff, you? Why? Why haven't you, Bruce? Why haven't you bought a battle pass? Which, ga- you, which you game are you talking Warzone. about? Because there might have been no Warzone. I haven't clocked that many hours. You've in clocked enough for a I free game enough. where you, those you owe those developers your ten dollars. Do I? I bought all their other games and stuff. Doesn't matter. So no, this is them owing me. Okay. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> this is so. this is me getting payback. Okay. And so I bought. Fortnite battle pass when I was kind of in the prime of that game okay. and I was able to to run it up to the point where I was getting the next battle pass for free because I was kind of getting all the perks of the game as yeah. I played it so it rewards obsessed players I, to the I point think where that it does a, not cost I anything. think that that's a good way to go because if you're that involved with the game because as soon as you slip off you know off their drug then you got to pay for it again exactly so that's literally yeah, what it oh, is oh yeah it, it's an ingenious model and I'm all for it. I support it though because all the stuff that you're getting are cosmetic. Yep. Nothing you're getting it doesn't damage the experience for everyone else. And that's my thing. If you're gonna have a bunch of people playing, you got to make sure that the gameplay is fair. That's why I didn't do the uh, Star Wars Battlefront Two thing because as soon as they were like star cards, and it's like, oh, once you collect ten, you can get better gun, you can get better this, and it's like, no, you're breaking the game and you're putting up a paywall. Well, Bruce, or you can play a thousand matches and get the same thing. Yeah, because you know. I wanted to play a thousand seems, matches. It seems even, right? Again, game's very pretty. Was not a great game. I do think that they've done a lot of changes to it, though. So I, yeah, I, I don't even know what that game is anymore. I, I, I'm, I'm off their back for it. Like, I'll, I'll touch on it, just to poke the, you know, just kick them. In I the do balls wonder, here, but I, I think EA will never do a pay to win 
Well, I think I think they learned their lesson on that. I think EA got scared to death after the pay to win thing, and then Apex came out right after, and they go, "Uh, loot boxes, uh, uh, just just release the game, don't talk about it." And then Apex ended up blowing up, and they're like, "Uh, how do we support this?" Yeah, I think about it like that. They they tried to sneak Apex out, saying, "Oh, there's you know there's loot boxes," but they didn't want to get involved stating anything about loot boxes because of Star Wars fiasco. Yep, they were in a really ugly situation with that, and I think that they've cleared themselves out of that now. And so, to go against your your prediction, I'm going to say that Call of Duty continues to come out with an annual release, really, while maintaining Warzone as a separate but equal game. Okay, so basically, what they have now, where they well, have Warzone, is technically still tied into this previous. It's one. not though, because you you can get Warzone without owning. Call of Duty. But technically, I do believe I have the full game on my system in the download. All I have to do is pay the money and yeah. it unlocks the key, so to speak. Okay. Yep. So, but I'm I, saying I'm as actually a standalone saying, yep. application, I could see Warzone being its own unique individual standalone application. Yep. And I agree with that, but I, I still think they're going to come out with these annualized ones because them being a public company, they have to have that revenue. And those $60 games are maybe $70 games for next generation. Oh yeah, depending on if the game prices jack yeah. up like they're supposed so, to. Rumors. Uh, yeah. If they come out with an annual game, that's that's a guaranteed money. They they know they're going to make their billion dollars off each of those releases, so they're going to always rely on that for the public for their sh- shareholders. They they've become dependent on that to maintain the value of their company. So I cannot see them ever turning their back to that unless for some reason Warzone gets to that level where it, it can I think justify it, does. it. I think it has the potential to do so because you go and you look at games as a service now is you can release a AAA title for nothing and generate more revenue off of it because of the fan base that already exists for it. I mean, you look at like a lot of games that we all play online together have this games as a service thing. Look at uh, Dead by Daylight, right? Yep. Every year they're like, hey, here's a classic uh, horror monster now that we're adding in. So by, you know, by getting these IPs and incorporating them into gameplay, which hilariously enough, their current one is silent Hill. Did you see that? Fantastic. It congratulations. They've made the only silent Hill game in the last, what, like decade. It seems like, Oh my goodness. But they're doing that. You go and you look at, you know, Fortnite's been going on with that. Apex has been going on with that. I think that Call of Duty has the ability to do that and generate enough revenue to please their shareholders and to be able to just do full-time support on that. Because as soon as they start going, hey, let's make some more maps. Hey, let's do this. And then they change things in rotation. They collect more metadata of everyone's gameplay, figuring out what people are playing, what modes they're not, what to bring out of circulation, what to bring in. There's a whole new area for them to run in because of this genre of game. And with that, they'll be able to go and push their standard business model to something that is equally revenue generating while still uh, allocating the same amount, if not less resources to a game and thus becoming more profitable. I just thought about something. Shoot. Could they, now that I'm really thinking about how their release cycle is, could Warzone be their off year and do every other year release a Call of Duty game? So you're giving, what, six years? If there's two companies and they get like those three-year cycle, you're giving companies twice as long to develop a game. And on the off year... You do a giant release. Like, uh, hey, here's a new map yeah, for Call Warzone, of Duty. Here's a, a whole new map for Warzone. Oh, and then every, here's a standalone every, game with yep, multiplayer. Yep. So that, they, they could get in a, a larger... Because what's happening is on that, that second year, people are still buying Call of Duty, but then they're playing Warzone and, and, di- and here's diving the thing, into if it. If Warzone is constantly a supplement where your skins, your yep. guns, all that stuff transfer over into whatever new game that they drop out to... Yep. So it almost leapfrogs with Warzone. So anything that you earn in, oh, you bought like remember when you used to like buy a uh, buy a game and it would check your memory card to see if you've previously played the year before game. Yeah, like oh, rewarding you for prior experience. Yes, rewarding yep. you for prior experience. I could see them doing that and then tying that all into the account for your Warzone. So, oh, you played Modern Warfare. And you were playing Warzone, all the stuff that you unlocked in Modern Warfare works in Warzone. Now we've released 
the next year's Call of Duty, Modern Warfare 2, we'll say, whatever. Yep. Um, and then you can unlock stuff from that. Then we do a big Warzone update. All your stuff from that previous Modern Warfare 2 sticks to your Warzone account. Now when Modern Warfare 3 comes out, you can go and earn more stuff for your Warzone. And it just keeps using Warzone to leapfrog from each major entry to the next. It'll be interesting. The beauty of this all is, is with them being a public company, we'll know probably in the next three months yeah. who's right. Because, you know, they could call it Call of Duty 21 or Warzone 21. I, they, I, I honestly, like, because of the confusion we're already talking about with, with this They like, got to fix the name thing. That's all I want. Just fix the name thing and if, I'll, if they I'll just, get off your back on, a little bit. 2K. I know 2K 12 from 2K 13 because there's a number after it. Why not just do it with Call of Duty? Just admit that it's a sports game, put a number <laughs> at the end of it, and let's move forward. There's another interesting aspect. Do you think that they'll actually try to approach esports with this? It's already been esports. It's been I for mean, a long time. But I mean, like, actually, like, do you think it will get like up there with? Because Fortnite has a strong I, I'm esports. I'll already answer by saying no, because it's a, such an Americanized game. You think so? Yeah, it's. You think the, the cartooniness are, caters to the younger demographic with Fortnite? I'm I'm assuming the American war hero aspect of it is really one one of the things that really leans it harder. Yeah, but I mean, you can play as the Russians. I play as the Russians all the time. Nevertheless, I I think there's too many political standards in that game that make like Asian culture like the cartoony games, or they like other types of games a lot more than Call of Duty because they cater to everyone versus catering. Because it's uh, more kitty with like the chibi style type things and everything. Or, or just doesn't specifically target Caucasian heroes yeah. or American heroes or doesn't, it doesn't lay, it, it's not labeling it with a, a culture or a country Yeah. versus Call of Duty. Who, Japanese it, have always kind of been good at that. They're well, like, we, we made, here you go. How many of those games did you kill Germans? Yep. Or Europeans or Asians. Yeah. You know, so I just, I really feel that, that that's always held them back from maybe escalating their esport like fame. Oh, yeah. But nevertheless, literally start a world war with Call of Duty. So <laughs> that would be so bad. So to just kind of wrap it all up, I honestly like Warzone's great. It's not for me. You love it, but I'm still going to just dabble in it a little bit with you, and I'm going to enjoy it for what it is, and I'm incredibly curious to see where it goes with the leaping of generations, because it seems like every leap in generation, they try to change nothing with the first one, and then it fumbles so bad that the, the next game they release has to be like a major change. Like, they're, they're okay, now this is next. Gen, I do that think that they, they have the capability to leapfrog, and that's, that's where I'm going to say it's going to end up going, honestly. That's good to hear, and I'm uh, I'm excited to play some more. Me too, man. Thank you for listening to the Couch Trolls podcast. If you like this episode, you can find more on Facebook by searching Couch Trolls or on Twitter at Couch underscore Trolls. I'm your announcer, Canada Sanchez, with Brian doing the sound. Thanks for listening. <laughs>